Welcome to Trial Better's year-end series. To reflect back on 2019 and look ahead to the future of the industry in 2020 and beyond, Trial Better invited ERT experts to stop by and share their insights with our host, Jason Egger. On this episode, Jason is joined by ERT ECOA specialist, Ken Faulkner. Don't miss out on this discussion. Stay tuned to Trial Better. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Nager, host of ERT's Trial Better podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome you to another installment of our, our year-end series, where we bring in our industry experts from ERT to tell us a little bit about 2019 and what we've got in the coming years. So today, we're joined by my colleague, Ken Faulkner. He's our Vice President of ECOA Science and Consulting. And Ken, really want to welcome you and thank you for joining the Trial Better podcast. No, thanks. Great to be here. So, Ken, why don't we get right to it? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the trends that you've seen in 2019 with ECOA? Absolutely. Honestly, it's been a pretty exciting year. I think we've had a lot going on. Start with the regulatory landscape. There's been an effort ongoing since oh, the past few years in the launch of the 21st Century Cares Act in the regulatory space to update our patient-centered outcomes. Some of you may know there's a guidance to industry that was published in 2009. So it's 10 years old on the use of uh, patient-reported outcomes. And the FDA has taken on the task to update the guidance. And in fact, is producing four new guidances. They've done a fair amount of work here, but it's culminating in the fourth guidance, which will be a part of a public hearing that will happen at the end of this year in December of 2019 and lead to a draft guidance that we can expect in uh, early 2020. So it's going to be a huge help to our industry because so much has changed over the last 10 years. And it's been exciting to be involved in that process. We're going to be present in person at the uh, public hearing that happens in December. We're uh, actively trying to contribute in any way we can and really excited because the, the regulators realize, you know, you've got to find out how patients feel and function. And especially with the new oncology treatments out there, it's mostly been a survival-based outcome. You know, did, did we make you live longer, which is great. But getting at the fact of, you know, how do you feel and function during those additional life years? And it's clear that that's where we want to move. It's clear where the regulators want to go, the physicians want to go. And we're finally starting to address this with some of these new guidances. So I think that's a huge effort that's happened in 2019. We'll continue in 2020. And we're going to see some of the output from that in 2020. So, you know, as we always said, feedback is a gift, right? I'm glad that the regulatory authorities and everyone provide the input. Is there any specific way? I mean, you know, it's going to be, it's open to the public. Is there any specific way that some of our listeners can, how do they get involved? Yeah, you can. In fact, if you want to join, the the hearing will be happening in December. You can go to the FDA website and look up the public hearing and join by a web broadcast. I'm not sure you can make a comment on the web broadcast, but you can at least hear what's happening. After the hearing, there will be a draft guidance that comes out and there's always a public comment period. And you can absolutely make comments and have your voice heard. Great. Thanks. So what else, Ken, have you noticed in 2019? Or what do you think the future looks like going ahead? I think a couple other areas. Let me start first with the idea of the bring your own device. I mean, this is not new. The idea, can you use just your own smartphone to participate in a clinical study? In our business, we typically have provision devices to do that. But we're I have to be honest, ERT is leading the way here in providing various methods for collecting patient-reported outcomes. It's uh, provision devices. We've got tablets. We use web tools, uh, web browsers, and uh, letting people even use apps on their own smartphones. 
it's pretty clear that this is acceptable to the industry. There's been a lot of publications that have come out in the past few years, but we're starting to see this happen. And what's been most interesting to me is that you really don't find that the studies are coming now where we maybe use just one method of collection, but we're mixing a lot of different modes. And it's providing some new challenges, but we're overcoming these and we're making it easier for patients to participate. So that's been exciting. Maybe just give an example of the multimodal ways of collecting the data. I think that's in, I think it is, it's innovative across the board, but I think it's different than for a lot of people that have used ECO in the past. It is. Everybody's got their preference. Some people, you know, they don't want to use, uh, they want to use their own smartphone. They know how it works and they know the operating system. And, you know, but others are like, look, I don't want to have my smartphone being used by a, a clinical study. Give me a different one. Or maybe they don't want to use a smartphone at all. Right. Seeing And we're getting better compliance when we let patients interact in the way they choose. Great, great. Tell us a couple more. I think these are very insightful. Yeah, well, probably the, the third one, and this is really seen a lot, especially at the end of 2019, is just this uh, explosion in the around wearables and activity monitors, but not just activity monitors, heart rate monitors. I think we all know that we've got things like the Apple Watch and the Fitbit and, you know, not to mention brand names, but there's all kinds of them out there. And just recently, well, in September it is actually, Apple announced uh, launching two, sorry, three large health studies that are being done in collaboration with universities using their Apple Health Kit and their Apple Watch. Uh, there's a women health study being done in connection with Harvard University's School of Public Health and the NIH. There's a heart movement study together with Brigham and Women's Hospital and the uh, American Heart Association. That's really exciting. And also a hearing study with the University of Michigan and the World Health Organization. And these are studies that are open studies. You can get on the website, you can enroll and you know, consent to provide your data and start solving some of these big health problems. And then very recently, we just saw Google acquiring Fitbit, uh, which is you know, huge. It just tells you where are these big companies going. And uh, it's just something that's happening and will continue to happen as we see these wearables and sensors being used in, in both clinical studies and in general patient health. Right. I mean, I'll confirm, and as you know, talking to some of our colleagues, I mean, passive health monitoring has been a topic that we've addressed and will continue to address on this podcast. But also in the future, I mean, it's, it's about making it easier on the patient, which are examples of everything that you pointed out with the wearables there. So it's not just in ECOA, it's also in cardiac safety. I'm sure it goes across the board in general. Ken, thanks so much for the insight here. I mean, I think it's very interesting here. Really happy to have you here and share this with us. Yeah, I'm really excited for the next year too. I'm looking forward to our next update. It's going to be even more exciting. Exactly, exactly. So to our listeners, hey, thanks again, everybody, for joining out Trial Better and our podcast. Stay tuned for our next installment of our uh, 2019 wrap-up series and be sure to get in touch with us with any feedback you might have at trialbetter at ERT.com. Thanks, everyone. Thanks again to Jason and Ken for sharing their thoughts, and thank you for tuning in throughout 2019. Please remember to comment, rate, or review Trial Better on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast channel. You can also reach out to us at trialbetter at ERT.com. We'll see you in 2020 with new Trial Better episodes being released monthly. Happy Holidays!